Destination marketing can shape the future of a community. This is the topic of our show today. This is Brand Igniter, helping brand leaders achieve exceptional business results. Here is your host, Peter Rodriguez. I am Peter Rodriguez, a charter marketer and CMO of Brand Igniter Inc. I welcome you to our podcast. I thank you for listening and I hope you find value in our content. Brand Tips brings knowledge and advice for brand management based on the real life marketing and business experience that marketers and business leaders find valuable. Today, Mike Farrell and I are talking about destination marketing. Mike is one of North America's true thought leaders on contemporary trends and value studies, and an award-winning researcher, strategist, and an original founder of the visionary Youth Insight Shop, Youthography. Mike is the president of RL Insight. Well, good morning, Mike. Morning, Peter. How are you? Well, let's get started with destination marketing. Uh, share with us some insights that we should know about this part of marketing. And if you could bring up some examples from Prince Edward County, that would also be great. Everyone thinks it's like the overnight success that took years to develop, right? Here in Prince Edward County, they're, they're just in the, in the process of developing a destination marketing organization. And there's a pride of place here, great heritage. But really, up until uh, it had gone through some, some dark times, uh, through the 80s, 90s, 2000s, you know, population was declining. It just became a retirement community. It was bottoming out. The prices were very low, so people could move here, but no one was. And they had events and, and, and things like that, that that actually people from Toronto, Montreal, particularly Toronto, started attending. But really what, what made the quarter drop in the pinball machine and things start going here was uh, an outpost from Toronto coming here and suddenly it's okay then, it's a place I can be comfortable. It has some Toronto amenities, but also all of these bucolic elements that are very important to me on, as a millennial, uh, and then, you know, now it's become a cross-generational thing. That is sort of the major thing that drove the brand of Prince Edward County. And then they stopped Taste the County, and it grew into a, uh, the brand of uh, Build a New Life in Prince Edward County, focusing mm -hmm. on entrepreneurs like you and I or whatever that have managed to move here and then turn it into a new thing, you know, and great stories, you know. The ex-agency person who's moved here and now they're milking cows and uh, creme brulee factory. And, uh, and now we find ourselves fast forward. Many people have moved here now. Resident attraction is going up. But the problem is that a lot of those residents are, you know, for, for all intents and purposes, sort of foreign investors and they're doing speculative buying for turning a house into an Airbnb. So we're getting that impact of sort of ghost hotels, ghost neighborhoods of places that are only open when it's the season, et cetera. And then they lie dormant, that hurts out communities. And of course the prices have now skyrocketed. It's hard to hire um, people because there's no place for like someone that's earning a service industry wage to live. That's a great place for culturally and all these things. It's a lovely place to live, but you're seeing all the editorials as this DMO gets created. It's not even created yet, and the controversy surrounding it. <laughs> there's a big, there's a big Airbnb group here that wanted to be the rightful owners of the DMO. The municipality said no. That's caused issues, and now we're back to 
the debate now in the papers you, you can't and you can't just buy a house now you have to like live here and you know and, and, and on and on and on and i think that that is the challenge for uh, municipalities and destination places to consider because the 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 mix of the population will change and by virtue of that the uh, everything else in the mix will change. I think that's a, a strategic decision. I'm trying to think about a destination, for example, I'm going to go to a very extreme example, for example, Vegas. Vegas has a very specific profile. It leaves in people's minds as a certain type of destination. And it is, for the most part, it's not a place where you go and stay to live. I mean, for most people who visit, they just come in and out. But they've created that. Now, I mean, when they think about Prince Edward County, what are people going to say first? This is dot, dot, dot in my mind. It's a place to live. It's a place to do business. It's a place to invest. It's a place to play. And I don't know, but I, it feels from what you were saying in terms of insights and what millennials want and what investors want, I think that steering people to think in a certain way is probably the better way. It's we don't need um, a lot of people like like a lot of we've kind of had the first wave which was sort of the real real pioneers sort of well there's the original pioneers here and then there's the real pioneers coming from away just who who were kind of ahead of the curve and said i'm gonna i'm sick of this eight this world and i'm going to do something completely different now then there's people like myself which are i'm doing something i guess you know in our thing seeing as you know brave they moved away from toronto but really I, I and my family, you know, we, we, my, my, my wife actually has gotten deeply involved with art, art, horticulture and gardening, et cetera, here. I got involved with the community, but my business has remained the same, right? And, and that's good to have here as long as you live here. But a lot of people are sort of back and forth. I think one thing you said earlier was really interesting, this idea of, because you said you should think strategically. I, I, I think a lot of places that sort of, they, they, they don't think strategically early on because the municipalities have so many other things to do. And a lot of them, in particular here in Prince Edward County and across the, up north here in the Belleville, they've both done exceptionally good work, mm -hmm. award-winning work, which is, which is almost more impressive. It's, it's all here, all ready to go. So that's something to think about. Mean many things as a reason to believe. Rather than just a place to hang out. And I think that's what we're changing now. It's now it's opportunity for innovation. It's opportunity to stay and develop the economy in a, in a way that, you know, ties in with the environment and the heritage. And before it was just come and enjoy. And I, you know, I think that going back to thinking strategically, um, I think asking the right questions is have the battle. And one of the questions that I think it's important is what are we willing not to do? Because when you decide what not to do, then it focuses you right away. I think that is even more important than deciding what to do. When you say, this is what we're not gonna do, A or A, B or A, B and C, that's what we're not gonna do. And that you make the decision early, then then it's it almost directs and guides the efforts of a planning group to select and brainstorm ideas to develop whatever is going to be the one thing that they do want to do. I was reading something very interesting in The Economist the other day about how there are countries in Asia that have 100-year uh, plans. They have been able to decide way ahead where they would like to be. And of course, maybe that will not happen uh, 100%, but there is, um, 
basic structure of what it they would like it to be and that, that determines the, what they're not going to do now and then you start making choices and of course you all you adjust as you go but the overall picture is still there and um and, and, and that's why i think they are so agile they're not agile in this country so that i'm referring to because they're faster or better or more equipped no i think that they're agile because they have made decisions based on the long-term strategy. I think COVID is really going to change the game on where people live and work. And for instance, in, using Toronto as an example, it's, it's almost impossible for a young person now to, you know, who's going to Ryerson University or something, to think that they're going to own their own place, you know, in, in that area. Exactly. But they're, they're going, hey, I can go north. I can go to Peterborough now. I could go to, to Cornwall, you know, any place that's maybe not hot and make it hot. I mean, this generation, the Generation Z is even more empowered than ever to work from anywhere. And I don't know that, I mean, the you and I kind of like grew up in this uh, mindset of, oh my God, am I living in Toronto? I, it, I'm, I'm very brave by moving out of Toronto. Now, I remember that downtown Toronto was becoming very interesting again and our companies were relocating back to downtown You're because right. they wanted to be close to where the talent was. And the talent was, the, 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 the new professionals, emerging professionals were downtown because they wanted to live in a place with that, you know, where things were happening, including work, including business. That changed with the pandemic. So will cities become obsolete for as as in, in the sense of attractiveness for people to live and work and then can people work in remote places i have a very uh one of my mentors and this is a story that i think is relevant i he is i admire his approach since several years ago he is he decided to leave toronto and basically live six months at a time or so in different parts of the world. How can he do that? Well, his business, he set his entire business, uh, which is a consulting business online. He just decided that that would be the driver for him. And so he has that liberty of being the ultimate digital nomad. In the last three years, I have kept in touch with him on business. Uh, while he has been in Spain, in the UK, in Costa Rica, and he's going to be in Asia soon. And his business keeps giving him that ability that he is ever present. He's always present on digital platforms. And um, the value he adds is basically just as he, if he, if he were here in Toronto. And and I wonder, I mean, he is obviously a bleeding edge example because he did that 10 years ago or so. But I wonder if that is becoming now the norm. Be interesting to see, I think, how the major cities start having to relook at their branding. And maybe for a long time, you haven't really heard too much about, you know, Toronto marketing itself because it didn't need to. Well, it may need to soon. It may need to revamp itself 
And, you know, that means focusing back on infrastructure that's in tight, in tight with um, the, the needs and the wants of, uh, of, of the young generation, which again, it all comes down to affordable housing right now. It's such a major issue when you talk about regional destination development is, is you know, gentrification happens and what we're going through here in the county right now. But I love this idea of like, you know, now the major cities are really going to have to start branding differently because their competitors are now kind of everywhere and and not cities, they're rural areas that kind of have mm-hmm. that sophistication because that sophistication can now just move around, you know, uh, because of the internet, you know? So thank you to Al Gore and everybody else that invented the internet because it's changed the way we look at everything. I think here in Prince Edward County, they're gonna go through some challenges as they move into a, 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 a destination marketing organization rather than municipally driven thing. I think the first thing is long-term and scope. And mm-hmm. I, 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 it's funny that we get to this point and it wasn't a setup here. We're talking through it and it's like, it's the first thing on my list. Long-term and scope is so important. And then the next thing, and this is what makes things challenging as you move from marketing to management. I think what's what they've done very well is that they have a singular focus on brand look and feel across all their activities. And that's pretty standard branding. So you need to maintain that singular focus on brand look and feel across activities and then maybe change up your value propositions underneath. I think that's really important is a real and ongoing grassroots aspect that continually introduces players, both big and small in the community, personalizing the place and supporting all the value propositions of the brand. Prince Edward County have excelled at personalizing the space, the place, right? With and, and using uh, not key influencers, but sort of nano influencers who just want to, they can demonstrate through their life, like, I can do this. You, if I can do it, you can do it, you know? And that's that, the resonant attraction piece that has been done well here. It's just that we need to move them from just, you know, moving here, running their businesses and, and, and operating an Airbnb. We need, to, we need to go to a new place of innovation or something. I think that'll be the DNA, I think, of a new value proposition that'll help the brand of Prince Edward County do what it needs to do and deal with affordable housing, et cetera. I think you always have to think like, you know, tourist attraction begets resident attraction. And you have to think about that all the time. Again, it's, it's, it's about that long-term vision and know where things are going to go and know what the process is and sort of have a plan, you know, how many visits before someone really considers moving here, you know, and, and then have those available access. And I think the, the, the last thing you need to do is you got to work hand in hand with the economic development leads in the region, you know, because again, it ties into where is this going with a long-term piece? Because we can't just bring people here without a sort of a plan. I love that. You can't just say, you can't just say it's a great place to be. It has to be a great place and you need to have people talking about it. And you know, I, I was thinking as I was hearing you talk about um, the promise and the delivery, you can always teach people how to think of you. And that applies to every brand. And in this case, Prince Edward County can teach people how to think and the specific people that become the the ideal people to move to live there they can they can be suggested and guided on how to think about it and then deliver that promise and i think that that is the that is the virtue circle that helps brands create themselves 
then people say, yeah, this actually is giving me something that's relevant and distinctive for me. And I am willing to, 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 to move there or to be part of it or to create, help create it, whatever it is the action we want them to make in a way that um, makes sense to them. I'm more interested in, in exploring more of Prince Edward County now. Just to end this conversation, regional marketing organizations, it comes down to that map and how that map looks and feels and presents opportunities for discovery. And, you know, so <laughs> that's even that is really important. You know, it's, it's the map. And, and you can start thinking that applying that to any brand, you know, what's your, what does your map look like? You know, and, mm -hmm. and I think your map of, and that's the map of your brand really at the end of the day. I am delighted to, that we had this chat and I hope everyone listening uh, has had the opportunity to get a better picture and a broader picture of how beautiful and great Prince Edward County is and uh, the big opportunities that are ahead there. I can see a beautiful and bright future ahead of it. And I think we should continue the conversation. And um, so, thank you, Mike. It's been what a way to start the week. Uh, I love these love meetings it. with you, Peter. It's great. I love, it. I love having meetings with you as well, uh, Mike. And uh, let's uh, let's continue this. And um, let's and, and to all of the uh, to all the people who are listening to us, please send us your feedback, send us your comments. We love to talk about marketing and insights and the way that this. Uh, that this mix is very powerful to drive business. So uh, Mike and I have this great, um, uh, great passion for understanding people and, underst <clears throat> and understanding brands so that we can create value. And at the end of the day, by creating value, we create um, business growth. So uh, looking forward to hear your comments and thank you, Mike. I hope that you have a fantastic week and uh, let's, let's, uh, let, let's, let's hit the road again with um, a new topic soon. I can hardly wait. My friend. And this was our episode for today. Thanks very much for joining us. I would like to remind you to look for more information in the description of this podcast or on your screen if you're watching this episode on YouTube. This is Peter Rodriguez. I look forward to seeing you in our next episode. Thank you. This was Brand Igniter. Subscribe and join us next time for more insights and stories that help brand leaders achieve exceptional business results. A podcast from Brand Igniter, Inc.